Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner. Hello, welcome to the 61st episode of What the Wealth. Today, we've got a couple of information around stats, and then I got a couple of listener questions that have come through. So I want to talk about really both of these, and they really go hand in hand. So we're going to call this podcast episode, What Happens Next? And I think this is very important to really kind of put a perspective around the bear market that we're currently in. There's obviously talks about potential recession, and there's obviously just a lot of anxiety. We've talked about this money and feelings and that's okay, but I really want to put kind of some stats behind this. So what happens next? The S&P has had its 10th worst quarter in the past 62 years, and it fell by 16.1%. That is brutal in a three-month period. So this is, again, the, the 10th worst quarter that we've experienced in the last 62 years. Just to kind of go back to quarter ending in March 31st of 2020, that quarter was down 19.6%. So what we just experienced in this last quarter is actually less severe than what we experienced in the first quarter of 2020. Now, obviously, the markets don't just start and stop at quarter's end. They, They obviously can keep going down or they can turn in reverse. There's it doesn't just go by, you know, calendar quarters. The worst quarter was September quarter ending September 30th, 1974. And that quarter was down 25.2%, substantially worse than what we actually just went through. So what what I want to do is acknowledge that obviously what we just have been through and, and still kind of go through are some very turbulent times and it it's scary. The pain is is real and it is felt by everybody. The inflation is real for people, the market's performance negatively is real for people, and that's scary. So it's I want to just kind of put some perspective around where we stand. So again, this is the 10th worst quarter. But the other thing that's interesting is consumer sentiment towards sword stocks and bonds is at a record low. And this is this is sentiment or people's appetite or eagerness to be invested. Is that really a low? I mean, six months ago, we were at, at a pretty high but we have dropped pretty quickly down to historic lows on just how confident people are in the stock market. What I want to say is that the it's darkest before dawn, and it is kind of the scariest times are when you start to see headlines of world-ending headlines, you know, don't know if we're ever going to come back. The inflation is the highest it's been in 40 years. You, you hear all these doom and gloom headlines, but I think the stats that I'm about to share with you are really going to put where we are into perspective. And again, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, 
What I do know is that I'm incredibly optimistic about the future of being a long-term investor and the advantages of compound growth when you own great companies. So on average, this is this is the S&P. When I'm talking about the market, I'm talking about the S&P and I want to get this all important disclosure out. The market, as I'm referring to, is the S&P 500, as I just said, and you cannot invest directly in the S&P 500 index. There are alternative ways that you can get real, real close, but you can't directly invest in the index. The index is a benchmark guide. So knowing that after one of these you know, quarters of significant decline, the average S&P has risen on average one year later has been 22.7%. Three years later, the average it's been up is 49.3%. Five years later, it is 96.5%. And 10 years later, it is up 219.1%. So while times in the here and now look very, very, very scary, and obviously at inflation 40-year highs, the 10th worst quarter we've seen in the previous 62 years, you know, we have had a lot thrown at us very quickly. And so it can kind of get easy to get bogged down in in the narrative that things are never going to be positive again and, and things are bad. I tend to think that we're resilient. The market is resilient. We as people are resilient. And if you have great companies in your portfolio, then it's my belief that we as consumers are still going to consume from those companies and those brands. And we may not consume as much right now, but over the long term, I think that that will pick up. These companies also have pricing power. They can raise their prices, which is inflationary, but they can combat that as a way to help offset some of their earnings and their losses from going down by just raising prices. So again, I think it's important to know that if we look out longer term, you know, one, three, five, and 10 years, these have all been positive with the exception of one year after the dot-com bust in, in September 2001. Everything else, and I'll have this this graph in my show notes, so so you can see this when you go to What the Wealth and you click articles, and we'll have episode sixty one up. But you'll see this this graph that I'm referencing, and again, while it's painful right now, looking looking back on what's happened, the future looks bright. I mean, we we have. 22.7% average performance one year out from one of these terrible quarters. 49.3% higher three years out from one of these bad quarters. 96.5% return five years out from one of these bad quarters. 219% higher 10 years out from one of these bad quarters. Think about 219%. That means your money has doubled, tripled. 100% would be double, another 100% on top of that. I mean, you've made 
significant money if you can stomach these turbulent times. And that does not make it easy. I'm also not saying that this is guaranteed future what's going to happen. I don't know exactly what's going to happen the next one, three, five, ten years. But if there's any sort of, you know, if history is our guide, I'm optimistic about what the future holds. And I think that we're in a position to really take advantage of the future. So I'll share that on the on the show notes. The other two things I want to address is I've had a couple of questions, both relating to you know, taking money out of the market. So this actually, these questions actually were from the same, the same person, the same listener. And they said, my 401k is down 350%. I mean, not 350%. My my 401k is down from $350 to 300. So they are down $50,000. Should we sell out? And while this is not specific advice for anybody on this, you know, on this podcast listening, I do think it's important to realize when you make these quick knee jerk reactions, you are losing out on the potential one, three, five, 10 years that we just discussed in future returns. When you, when you sell and you move money to cash, it's, it feels good. You got the dopamine hit. I've protected myself and I'm okay. The problem is you never get back in. You're too fearful because, oh, it's not going to keep going up. You know, this is just a false positive. We're going to see this market tank. And you just wait and you wait and you wait and you wait and you never get back in and you miss the future returns we see. The only person that gets hurt on the roller coaster is the person who jumps off. and. That's exactly what selling out of your portfolio middle of one of these bear markets and going to cash does. It hurts the long-term performance of your investment. So, you know, I think it's something you should talk with with your advisor. I personally do not recommend jumping off roller coasters middle of the ride. So that was the first question. The second question was, okay, what if we take, uh, I owe $70,000 left on my house. What if we take $70,000 out and we pay it on the house so I have no house payment? In this particular case, the house payment, they had built it. They had paid a lot as they had built it along the way. So their house payment was very, very low, $450 a month. And I've had, I think I've done another podcast similar to this. And the idea is, is we don't want any debt. We'll just pay off the house. We have no debt. And I think that's a great thing. I mean, I think in retirement, you should have little to no debt because it just takes a lot of the stress away from you, especially when you're going through some of these turbulent times. The, the fallacy with that is if you reduce your portfolio from your retirement account and you need to take $70,000 out to pay your house off, we're really going to have to take $100,000 out to pay your house off because we got to account for the taxes. So if you need $70,000, you're probably going to need ballpark $30,000 to go to the IRS to pay the taxes to get the $70,000 free and clear. 
So that is not a strategy that I normally recommend for people to do. The other thing is to think about is when this market is down, you have to take more dollars to get the 70,000 than you did, or not more dollars, but more shares. You would have to sell more shares to get the $70,000 or 100,000, I guess, if we include the taxable amount that you're going to need to pay taxes on. Then you would if you had to sell six months ago when the market was at all-time highs. And so it, you hurt your long-term compounding effect of your investments when you're selling your assets when they're down 20%, missing out on that compound return, plus having to take a higher amount just to compensate for the tax liability you have. In this case, they wanted to retire at 59 and a half. And so now they're not even taking Social Security. You really put yourself in a bind by really just trying to pay your house off as quickly as you can and use your investable assets to do so. This is where we really can come in to help people make intentional decisions around money. We we build a plan for you. We show you exactly what it looks like. Okay, if we do this, here's what happens. And if you take, in this case, $70,000 out to pay the house off, and we need another thirty to pay for taxes, here's what that looks like. And we can really show you on the screen with a couple of clicks of a button what the impact is of your decisions before you make the decision. And that is crucial. You cannot haphazardly make retirement decisions. It the, the decisions you make impact the next 30 years. And it is very crucial to really think about and, and try to think in, in the future about what those impacts are going to be. And so if you have some of these questions, if you need help with some of these things, reach out. We are happy to model these for you. We're happy to help show you, you know, the impacts of this. So I just hope that those those are helpful. Those two listener questions that I had, they actually happen to be from the same person, but they were really, really good because they both relate to really where this market is today and and really ties in well with these returns over the the next one, three, five, 10 years that we have historically seen after these major quarterly falls. So again, thanks for listening to the What the Wealth podcast. Again, we continue to believe that faith in the markets, patience and discipline will be rewarded. And it's important to kind of stick to your investment policy and, 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 and have that patience and discipline. Again, this is episode 61 of What the Wealth. Thank you for listening. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Create the life you love. Be confident in your retirement. If you are not already subscribed to the podcast, you can subscribe on Spotify. You can subscribe on Apple. Wherever your podcasts are found, you can subscribe there. Appreciate the support. If you have questions, email jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love. 
this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor.